What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the show. We are your hosts, Chase and Miles, and we are once again at the Lucky Duck, enjoying some festive cocktails over good conversation. Finally. Finally. Some good a pod- conversation. A podcast that does that. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. What is this? This is a uh, whiskey cherry smash. Nice. Um. Our good friend Hannah dropped off some Yellowstone whiskey. Wow. Yeah. Um, Yellowstone. Bourbon whiskey. And so some cherries, some mint, some simple syrup, lemon. Mm-mm. Mm, so good. I, yeah, totally. That's how they say it. <laughs> I usually don't like smashes because they're really sweet. Yes. So this one is not sweet at all. It's a little tart, like a like a cherry tart. Yep. And yeah, super good. Yeah, if you wanted to get the the sugar down, you could skip the simple syrup, I suppose, and and do um maybe another liqueur if you wanted to get it proofed up a little bit higher. Even more like so this has simple syrup in it. It does, right? yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I I feel like the sweetness is pretty perfect. If you want any less than that, then it may be a little too plain. Yeah. I think if if we were dealing with vodka and not whiskey, I feel like whiskey yeah. has a little bit more of that flavor profile to it, right. and the sugar really does a good job of cutting into some of the harsher notes of whiskey. So it doesn't feel like I'm t- uh, drinking like a whiskey martini. Really, it's yeah, that's well a, balanced. That's the thing when you drink something with rum, like a rum and coke. Yeah, rum is really even just rum by itself is super easy to drink because I guess because it's really sweet. Mm-hmm. and it's not very harsh and whiskey is kind of the opposite where it has a really good flavor and smell to it but it can be often difficult to drink yeah because it burns in your mouth and in your throat and has a really strong that kind of strong alcohol taste but this makes it so that you don't have that you just have that kind of taste of the whiskey so yeah. it's really good i could drink these all day honestly they're so like they they're refreshing you know what you uh, i like to do is drink half of it and then uh, top it off with some like Topo Chico, you know? Oh, yeah. Topo. Yeah. Okay. Make it a sparkling uh, drink. But, and, and then it's like uh, half of the alcohol uh, in a full drink. You get another full drink with half yeah. the amount of alcohol in it. Um, and it, it's a little more refreshing because it has that like sparkling water aspect. So you it. didn't just say that for the ad. You actually, you actually like. You actually did this? I actually like doing this, yeah, with other cocktails, not just um, margar- uh, not uh, this drink, but margaritas. I, there's something oh. about like a sparkling margarita that's like half the amount or half potent um, that really, I don't know, gives it like a refreshing kick to it. It's like ranch <laughs> waters, you know, those Topo yeah. ranch waters. It's kind of like that, where it's like very hint of like – tequila flavor yeah. uh, the lime that's like makes it a little more interesting flavor wise and then the sparkling water to really get that refreshing kick yeah that sounds pretty good i think maybe i'll have to try it you said there's two ounces in here yeah two ounces of bourbon um so it's a heavy bourbon drink that you can definitely tell when you drink it um yeah i feel like you almost can't though it's, it, it definitely tastes a lot like bourbon but uh yeah, I mean, I could drink like four of these <laughs> and not feel like I had six, no, eight ounces of 
Yeah. Of bourbon. Yeah. We made these for Thanksgiving, by the way. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. It is the day after Thanksgiving when we're taping this. But Black Friday. Yeah, it's Black Friday now. Um, and we were decked out in Seminoles, Florida State gear, because the Seminoles versus the Florida Gators happened today. They're playing at 5.30. Boom. So we are excited. Um, it's going to be a good day for football. It's yeah. going to be a good weekend for football. We got Michigan and Ohio State on Saturday. That should be an interesting matchup. There's a lot on the line. I think they're like two and three. Uh, ranked per, uh, respectively. Um, yeah, that's so right. On the line, I went and got a haircut at Sports Clips today. Yeah, which is known as the place that men go to watch sports mm. and get their haircut. Mm-hmm. And then you can go in the back and get a massage or something like that. All right. Yeah. Anyway, that sounds like above board. Totally. <laughs> So I went there, and of course, I saw that being advertised on TV as the game, game of the weekend. Game of the weekend, yes, yeah. should yes. be good. So does this mean that? So it, it, which one was n- number two? That uh, I, I think it's name? Ohio. No, I think it's uh, Michigan. I don't know. Because I out of the top four. Yeah. You what? I tapped out. You tapped out. I'm I'm more of a top. I'm a top twenty guy now. <laughs> Does that have something to do with Florida State being? It could be. It could in be in the higher top twenty. <laughs> it just might be. That. Do we? The question is: Do we have a chance of getting into the playoffs? The answer is absolutely. If all of the teams ahead of us, if all of them lose, all die <laughs> yeah. tomorrow in a <laughs> terrible, unfortunate uh, crash. Yeah, so Ohio State's number two, Michigan's number three. Oh, wow, I just threw some disrespect over. Yeah, uh, so there. what happens? I know, I mean, sorry. You know, it happens. What happens if Michigan loses? Well, I think it's fair to say that if any of the, uh, if either team lose, that they're not, they're no, no longer in the college football playoff talk and unless something completely different happens in the yeah. conference championships, you know. For instance, okay, think about this. Whoever is number four, I don't know who it is right now, is playing, let's say they're playing an unranked opponent and they lose. Mm. Michigan's probably not going below them, right? So that, so they're, number four is out. Let's say number five also loses mm-hmm. to someone who's maybe ranked but not ranked lower than them. Maybe yeah, Michigan stays in. There's a lot that could happen, for sure, for sure. If Ohio State loses, we know that they'll stay in the top four because it's rigged. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I'm uh, sorry, the Ohio State. Sorry, I forgot the, the, uh, the. My, Our good friend Michael Butler goes to Ohio State. Uh, well, he doesn't, he, goes. Go, he doesn't go there. <laughs> he works there. And um, he uh, was telling me like this week, for the rivalry game as it is uh they like a lot of the signs that they take tape and cover all the letter m's on the campus oh really yeah oh that's fucking dumb (laughs) (laughs) that's what he was telling me (laughs) so i was like okay i mean that's uh that's uh i mean i don't know each school has their own little fun thing i guess they uh, get a kick out of that yeah, it's funny. That's what makes the rivalry week so special is all these little petty jabs. 
each team gives each other. Yeah, honestly, I hope they both lose. <laughs> Only because I don't like either school. I have a question because obviously that can't happen in NCAA. There's no ties, but uh, in the NFL, there is there are ties. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's weird that I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, if uh if a if a game goes into overtime, I believe it's like <clears throat> there's twelve there's fifteen minutes on the clock, and if either team can't score within that allotted time frame, it goes to a tie. This is uh American football, right? Yeah, the NFL. NFL. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you said NFL. Mm-hmm. Because also in soccer they do that too, right? I think they do pen- penalty kicks. So they do get extra time. But at some point, when that expires, they go to penalty kicks. <clears throat> I think that's my understanding of that. Okay, because I thought um, I saw today that the U.S. and England tied. Really? I, that, that's what I thought I saw. It was 0-0. Zero zero. Wow. Hmm. Let's, Nobody let's, scored. Let's look this up. And I think we play Iran next. What is uh, What is the like protocol for the Super Bowl, though, for NFL? You know? Like, what... Um, oh, can you tie the Super Bowl? I bet you you can't. I think that's maybe just a regular season thing. And even in the playoffs, what happens during playoffs? You know, right? Mm-hmm. I guess it's it's got to be just regular season game stuff. True. Oh yeah. So it says unlike regular season games, postseason games cannot end in a tie. <laughs> so the overtime rules change slightly for the playoffs. <clears throat> If the score is still tied at the end of the overtime period, or if the second team's initial possession was not has not ended, the team will play another overtime period. So it just keeps going indefinitely. Man, I wonder what the longest non-season <laughs> like game. <clears throat> well, and, and you, you think about like college too has the same rule basically, yeah. they just go indefinitely. So the NFL's longest ever game was the Dolphins versus Chiefs in 1971. Mm. So, on that occasion, the two sides had to go to double overtime, and they recorded the longest game, which was 82 minutes long. So, wow, double overtime. So, it would just be double overtime, or like each, would that mean four overtimes? Like they said, each side. Oh, that's a good question. I want to say it would be like four overtimes. Double overtime doesn't seem like a record-breaking type of thing. Yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe it was double overtime, but... is it, it when you go into overtime? Is it uh, just first to score? Um, so how it works in the NFL is when it first goes into overtime, they do a coin flip, and whoever wins the coin flip uh, will go first, basically. And if you go first and you score, you win, meaning the other team doesn't get a chance to score. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, field goal doesn't count. So first, first team, uh, first, uh, basically. Uh, so if you get a field goal, the other team still gets to gets to go, basically. yeah. And if they don't at least score a field goal, they end up losing. Okay, yeah. So maybe because even if you went into double overtime, you can have different lengths of double overtime. For instance, if they did go into double OT, if the first team didn't score, and then the second team took long enough to score again, mm-hmm. or, or to score then it could have just been enough time to be the longest game. The second longest game could have been like 81 minutes, you know? True. Yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> um, further investigation is warranted. 
on the matter. Yeah, I think that we're going to have to do a podcast just on overtime rules of the NFL. We're going to do a 30 for 30 just on that one game. Uh, <laughs> on that one game. Yeah, just on, <laughs> actually just on the overtime of that one game because there's got to there's gotta be enough content there. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting. I, we didn't watch any football yesterday. I feel like that's the thing that people used to do, but they don't anymore. It's like Thanksgiving was once synonymous, I think, with football. It sort of still kind of is, but not like it used to be. It right? was playing yesterday. It was at NFL. I mean, I think there were a couple of college games, but. Uh, I don't know if there was any college games, but there's usually a few NFL games. Oh, okay. I think it's, I don't know, for some reason I always think it's like the the Detroit Lions playing somebody. I don't know. Because people there don't th- celebrate Thanksgiving. No, I, I just always see that there's a Detroit game on <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah. I've done a couple of Thanksgivings. Uh, no, I'm not a pro, but I've you've done, done a couple. I've done a few. What do you mean you've done a few? I've I've been a part of a few Thanksgivings. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I hope. Yeah. Otherwise, you could say you could say if you weren't part of any Thanksgivings that you might be not very loved. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Well, one Thanksgiving I had to eat at Golden Corral. Yeah, that was in college. Yeah, I had to stay in the, in the college town because of a job thing. Mm. Yeah, they wouldn't let me go. Because of a job thing. Yeah, I just didn't want to be around any people, <laughs> which is why I went to a Golden Crab up by myself. Yeah, were there any people there? Yeah, there was plenty of people there. Was it people celebrating Thanksgiving, or was it everyone else who was I alone? I mean, I think... Uh, I mean, it's hard to tell. How, how does one pick up on the fact that... The, you didn't ask? Uh, Ah, oh, you know what? I did forget to go around to do the whole table rounds yeah. of asking. Like, what people, are you guys thankful for? Yeah, what are you thankful for, fatty? <laughs> That's so me. No, no, I was, I was probably, uh, I was probably upset because nobody invited me to their local Tallahassee Thanksgiving. You know? Did you have friends that stayed? No, I was like the only that one stayed. There. Yeah, <laughs> friends that stayed in my life. No. Stayed until what does that mean? <laughs> um, no, I went to Golden Corral, I had a good dinner, and then I went to the movies. I saw Arthur Christmas all by myself. Arthur solid Christmas? movie, it's now on HBO Max. If you guys are interested in watching, what is it. Arthur Christmas? Is it's that... an animated uh feature film about the Arthur the Aardvark. What? No, it's about. Uh, a family of clauses, you know, like Santa Claus. There's like the head clause, oh. the bro- older brother, and then Arthur is the younger brother, and uh, they kind of like help logistically carry out the night of Christmas, you know, because it's like Santa can't just do that all by himself. He's got a whole crew and family. It was interesting because you didn't really think about that aspect. Like, did Santa Claus had ki- have kids? Like Santa, Mister Santa, and Mrs. Santa Claus. They gotta be busy. They gotta be doing their thing. You, you telling me that Mrs. Claus never gave birth to any kids? Well, he is magic, so that could be the case. Hmm. Which is like being magic suddenly make you sterile? I don't understand. No, it could have just been like he didn't want kids, so he made it magically <laughs> that he didn't have any. Yeah. Once you put Seems magic into the, the equation. All everything goes out the door. It's like you can have you can have any scenario. That's true. That's a good point. It's hard to wrangle. You need like parameters. Yeah. So let's establish some. Okay. They definitely can't have kids. Parameter number one. 
So can or can't? Can. <laughs> can or can't? Can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Second. Uh. Yeah, they have kids. It's a. It's a. It's a. Um. How do you think Santa has been able to basically exist for a millennia, sending toys to kids? Because it's just been a lineage of Santas taking the reins once the old man has to retire and can't can't do his thing on Christmas Eve. Every, you know, you get to that age. I want to call it 60, 62, where your bones just are a little little more brittle. You, maybe you had that one, you know, winter of nineteen sixty five where you 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 kind of slipped on the the chimney rim. You, you you messed up your back, and for like five years after that, it's gotten worse progressively. Now you're taking pain pills, and suddenly Santa Claus has a benzo problem, and he can't keep up with the orders every year, and his family's concerned. They're hearing this. They're seeing it firsthand. Maybe one of them goes on you know, um, like a ride-along, and he's like, man, this is not the Santa I knew five years he's ago. He's like shoveling pills down his mouth. He's throat. he's got racial slurs now because he's oh. angry. He's just like throwing out all all the things, all the red flags. Stops delivering presents to all the Chinese children or something. Some, things start to slip. Things start to slip, and his family starts to notice. And they had the conversation, and that conversation has happened, you know, for generations. Dad, I think it's time you throw in the hat. You know, let me take the reins from here enjoy the rest of your life in your retirement years and he doesn't do it so then the kids end up having to push him out the sleigh at some point <laughs> yeah oh he, he slipped he doesn't take their advice right he he keeps going it's a, it's a disaster they're they're all embarrassed he, he knows starts it. molesting children and stuff that probably happens because <laughs> of the alcohol and then they have to take care of him you know they gotta take him out back you know, have another conversation with them, and suddenly Santa doesn't come back, and now the the oldest is wearing the big red hat. Is this the same thing that happened to Rudolph? <laughs> it could be. It could be. <laughs> when they took him out back, it's uh, it's like listen, it's it's a tough business. You're telling me that he's gonna go fifty? No, he's gonna go like forty years of service and not get a little disgruntled. How does he know? make money? What's the deal with that? The the deal is um, that's a good question. We ha- I don't think we've established that yet. Should I Google it? Or is it we're deciding, right? Yeah, Google it. Google okay. it. Maybe somebody has a a good idea what that might be. Is it love? Can you monetize love? As a business owner, Santa doesn't get paid a set salary, but there are ways to offset his costs. Tourism is the biggest. And a source of income for Santa. Oh shit, dude! I never thought about it that way. Right. So he's just getting his name. He he's basically an influencer at this point. You know what I mean? He's pushing the Christmas propaganda. Yeah. Is it? Wait. Is it the Christians that are, are propping this guy up? I don't know if it's just the. Well, I guess it could just be Christians. I mean, I know they have they have this tradition in other parts of the world but i guess it's all going to be places where christianity exists so who's at the top of this who's pulling the strings the pope the pope yeah and the uh, that's why this whole holiday has a lot to do with kids what's the russian one 
the guy head of the Russian church. There's a there's a Russian church. Yeah, isn't it the Orthodox Catholic Church? Oh, it could be. It could be. I think that's what it is. I don't know. Maybe not. Could be wrong. Sorry. No offense to anyone. No offense taken. The Russians, the dirty, dirty Russians. So you're telling me that Russia is actually the one funneling all this money into the whole conspiracy of Santa existing, delivering yep. presents to children. Is it just propaganda? Are they toys that are pro-Russian? Listen, it's the long game. I think if you can if you can control the guy that has control of one year and also the hearts and minds of the Western civilization, as soon as you get your greedy hands on that guy and you've got a hold on him financially, you can manipulate the uh, the Western, you could, you could, you could basically orchestrate the collapse of Western civilization just by controlling one day of the year, and that day is Christmas. Holy shit! I Think, just figured out who Santa is. Is it Putin? It's Trump. Trump. <laughs> That's who you just yourself. described. <laughs> you said if Russia can control someone, one person financially mm. with that much control over one day of the year. That's true. His one day of the year is obviously 4th of July. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Could be. That's his secret one. That's, that's his That's his Trump. That's his sauce. But when he's, when he's Santa, he does kind of look like him. He the hair is a different color, but. Yeah, the hair is, the it's, hair a is much, it's a disguise. It's not really, you know? Yeah. Instead of rosy pink cheeks, it's orange spray tan. Yeah. You know, instead of uh bushly white beard and hair, it's this weird orange blonde toupee thing that he yeah. wears. But have you seen him when he goes golfing? Dude uh I've seen photos. Pale white, huge stomach. Dude. He looks exactly like Santa. He's getting a little lazy. You know, with the whole get up, the whole disguise? Yeah. Yeah. He's putting on less makeup every day. He's he's getting a little sloppy. He yeah. might the lid on this might just come flying off. He's pretty sloppy. Yeah, he's pretty think sloppy. I think he does is pretty sloppy. Yeah. When you eat Diet Cokes and Big Macs all day. <laughs> or when he Could bought happen. everyone he bought the uh, was it Alabama or it was Clemson, right? Yeah, it was Clemson. It's hilarious to think that that, that they actually thought that was what they wanted. Like <laughs> the one, McDonald's. Yeah. Like you like McDonald's. Everybody likes McDonald's. Love McDonald's. Um, I mean, yeah. maybe all of those guys actually did like McDonald's. Who doesn't like McDonald's, Miles? We had our whole discussion about the McRib. I know. Last time. I know. If you guys yeah. didn't catch the McRib, the McRib gate, we went into it uh, yeah. last episode. We did basically a two-week investigation on why the McRib is what it is and what kind of material it's made from. Yep. And uh, it goes pretty deep. You guys should look into it. Yeah, it's a four-part. It's a four-part series. It's called uh, McRib? Question mark. Yeah. McWright. Big Pharma. That's the whole title. Yeah. <laughs> Mc, McRib, McWright, Big Pharma. That's the that's the name of it. That you should can give catch you it some, now on YouTube. This should give you some clues as to what it's about. Yeah. Right. 
Miles came up with the title. It was a big debate. We ultimately went with his his choice. Uh, there were some there were some uh, harsh words thrown around, and I just decided to settle on it. It's fine. It's fine. We can use the name. Look, we get into why Colorado doesn't allow multiple liquor licenses. Yeah. Uh, we go into why you're not allowed to buy alcohol at the grocery store. And then we go into why the McRib is <laughs> sold at McDonald's. Yeah, I, I totally forgot we talked about that. <laughs> uh, actually, I found out I may have been mistaken. I think the the wine thing in grocery stores and convenience stores actually passed. No. I think so. Really? I think so, yeah. We'll have what? to look it up. Um, also, this cherry that I have as a garnish in this drink looks pretty good. I might take a bite out of it. I ate one yesterday. I think I forgot to eat my second one. It's cold. Yeah, it is cold. Mm. It's good, though. Where'd you get those? King Supers. Are those called, uh, what are those called, those kind of cherries? Um. Yeah, there's a name for it. I don't remember Cherries. Um, the cherries are expensive, though. Dude, they're so expensive. For a bag, I think I got a two-pound bag, and it was seven dollars, something like that. Wow, it did pass. Really? I thought I could have sworn it didn't. When I could have sworn it didn't either. You know what? All the Lauren Boebert uh, votes—they were still counting, but like she ended up winning. You know, it was probably those people. It's probably yeah. It's probably the guys that wanted. Um, yeah, they like, wanted their wine. We just really like wine. We need that wine. Um, he going to the wine store. Why don't you whine about it later? It starts oh. in March. What? Starts, starts in March. March. Well, time to stockpile on wine, folks. Um, actually, don't do. I guess not. Um. Oh, and alcohol delivery services. I'm pretty sure that we all fed of, a bunch of propaganda. Yeah, the website I was looking at, it was like it didn't pass. Uh, maybe I voted the opposite way and I just misunderstood Damn. the poll. Oh shit, maybe everyone did. Maybe maybe that was like purposely they worded. Re- reverse worded it. Yeah, like oh. a little reverse psychology. Yeah, they were reaction. like, "Do you want wine to be sold in grocery in wine stores?" And then in little letters it was like, "Vote yes for no." Yeah, and yeah, no yeah, for yeah, yes, yeah. you know? It was like if opposite day was Wednesday <laughs> and it is Wednesday. Um I was like, I think when I was in Florida one of the voting, one of the times I voted there, I think it was on, I want to say it was something controversial, like abortion or something. Yeah. And the way the question was worded was so confusing. Yeah. I didn't even know which which way was which, like what what yeah. they wanted. Maybe there's those those uh, things on the ballot that, because uh, it has to be approved to be on the ballot, right? Not approved, but enough, enough. I don't know like, what the. Enough signatory. From who? I think it's like the public. And then like. And then you have like um, senators and legislators that like will sponsor it or something. I don't know. I'm dumb. I I'm like I feel like I'm just like every other American who has no idea how all this works. Me too. Well, all the states are different. I think. So stay tuned for our next four part series on how does shit get on the ballot. Um, uh, every Tuesdays 30. on Fox Max. It's. Not Fox Max. What was it called? Uh, Newsmax. News, no, I meant the Fox's uh, new. Oh, they have a thing? Uh, Na- Fox Nation? Fox Nation. Oh, that's the racist one. Uh, what, what's their streaming service? I think it's Fox Nation. Oh, sorry. I think CNN has like CNN Plus. Then there's like, I don't know. I don't yeah, watch the news. I don't watch the news. 
The news. I don't watch the news. Yeah, maybe you're right. I thought Fox Nation was just uh, all the all the people talking about politics. It could be. I don't think so though, because I've seen advertisements for other like docu series and stuff that, that they put on there, and it's some of it's not like political. Hey, remember cops? Yeah, is it on there now? Isn't that what? Uh, okay, I thought yeah. cops was on like uh, True TV. I thought. Or Live PD. That was another one that was on yeah. like one of those channels. I don't think it was Fox, though. Yeah, so Cops is now on Fox Nation. So, that, yeah, that's oh. their, that's like their, yeah, their that's kind of their extra shit. streaming service. Oh, who is like, man, I miss Cops, dog. I'm about to pay, was it like four ninety nine probably? I don't know. I have so no you idea. Get it? I guess so. You can get one year free free subscription. That's if, how they get you. If they you're give an you that one year, officer. and suddenly you're like, when does fucking? So if you, you read this, you're like one year as a cop, so you become a police officer just so you can get one year free. Yeah. Save nine ninety nine. Yeah. And what? It's gotta be. It, oh, look at this. One one fifty dollar fifty Black Friday sale, dollar fifty a month for a year. Hmm. I think Frontier Airlines is doing like a Black Friday what? deal. Where have you seen they have a fly for uh unlimited pass. Unlimited pass, yeah. Yeah, except you have to pay for tax and fees. Yeah, taxes and fees. Yeah. So the thing is whenever you see their fares, sixty bucks. Yeah. Twenty dollars of it is the fare yes. and then forty dollars of it is taxes yeah. and fees. So it's like how I think they were doing it like if you buy it now when they first announced it, I don't know for how long you got it for like half off or something. I think it ended up being like five or six hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like seven hundred and fifty or something like that. Okay, so I'm thinking like when how are how are you getting seven hundred fifty dollars worth of Frontier fare? You have to fly so much, so much. Yeah, every weekend. Yeah, and because like I guess it, I I, I suppose it's also. Um, if you go to places where you know they have frontier flights, but they're like typically expensive. Yeah. Like True. here from Denver to Columbus or something like a not, not a big a hub, you know, like Denver Probably to Atlanta whatever. all day is like super cheap or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's true. The same with, uh, spirit. Yeah. Love. You go on one of those $300 frontier flights and you get most of that comped. You already paid for a good chunk of it, you know? You know, I I figured out why... I didn't figure it out. I read why sometimes it's cheaper to purchase a flight from uh, one city having a layover. Like, for instance, if you want to go to Las Vegas, yeah. from here to Las Vegas, it's potentially cheaper for you to buy a flight to LA that has a layover through las vegas yes and the reason for that is because they're competing against the other airlines that might have the same uh the same flight gotcha so like from here to las vegas it may be super cheap that market's flooded so the flights are really cheap but from here to la maybe a, a uh well, maybe it's more it's expensive to go to Las Vegas, but it may be cheaper to go to LA for some reason. Yeah. And so they have to in order to compete, they they lower the price. But they have that whole thing in there where if you actually stopped at Las Vegas and didn't go on to LA, then they can actually sue you apparently. What? Yeah. 
I, I, I don't know. Someone on the internet said this. I don't know if it's true. I well, know they said it on the internet. I know what they can do is they can take away your any status you have. They can take away all your points. And they can. Uh, I guess they have control over that. Yeah. Yeah. And and then you won't get points to the flight, things like that. Uh, but apparently they can sue you too because you broke the the agreement. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I mean that some of that whole that whole thing is so confusing to me sometimes. How airline charge, how they price their flights and. They go up and down all the time. This is the most annoying things. When when you yeah. book uh when you book a hotel or something, hotels generally never get cheaper. They always just get more expensive. It's always really cheap if you book it in advance. Yeah. And you can pretty much book it. I mean most hotels at this point are refundable, but some aren't. Yeah. But you can you can feel pretty good booking a hotel six months out and knowing that it's not going to be cheaper unless a festival gets canceled or something, right? Yeah. But with airlines, you have no idea. Yeah. I mean, you you know that if you book it within a month, it's probably not going to be cheaper. Mm-hmm. But any more than that, it could. I booked a flight once that went down like two hundred dollars. Yeah. What are some other things that fluctuate like that? The price Ticket. of eggs. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ticketmaster. I don't know. Do they? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So the t- the price of tickets go up and down just yeah based on availability like they have surge pricing now yeah okay oh surge pricing yeah what mm-hmm. what does that even mean it means if if the demand is there they can charge you more okay so like when Ticketmaster is in charge of selling the first batch of tickets or when people are reselling them um that's a good question how does that work because I don't know. as someone who's selling my ticket I would like that yeah if they were like hey your ticket can probably sell for 200 so you list it for 200 but suddenly some people are generating more traffic there and they automatically increase your ticket to 220 or something right that would be cool i know they're getting like now questioned by uh the justice department or because of taylor swift the whole taylor swift debacle yeah so what happened basically the the site crashed like hard um, a few times and caused all kinds of issues with tickets and some people who thought they got some didn't actually get them. Other people were oh. luckier. Um, so and they, then, so and then clicked... some of the tickets just skyrocketed in price based on availability. Um, and so uh. People are upset, and people rightly have been upset at Ticketmaster for a while now, and nothing's really been done. They have successfully cornered the market in that yeah. space. Uh, like, I, There's Live Nation. Live Nation's owned by Ticketmaster. Right. There's a whole bunch of other Ticketmaster subsidi- subsidiaries that operate under different brand names. But it's all just Ticketmaster, so is they really the have a corner. Part of that, I think StubHub is. Yeah, hmm. I think it's owned by Ticketmaster because Ticketmaster and StubHub to me are the two most popular. T- yeah, look ticket. up who owns StubHub because let's get that right. I don't want to accuse them. But I've never at the heard same that. Time, I, I know they work in tandem. Like, mm, I think uh, eBay actually owns them. eBay does, or the no shit. the owner of eBay. That's awesome. 
Um, Via GoGo. That makes so much sense. That's like. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's secondhand. It's a uh, eBay via GoGo. I don't I don't know um, which. Yeah, owned by StubHub or uh, Ticketmaster. <laughs> but it's a classic classic example of a monopoly system that's formed basically. Um, yeah, but even so, for instance, um, okay, so Taylor Swift's agent or or someone decides which company they're going to work with. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a couple of them. You don't have to go to Ticketmaster. Yeah, but here's you can the sell thing. them yourself too. Here's the thing: um, a lot of companies can't handle the volume and the demand like Taylor of an Swift, artist like Taylor, Taylor Swift. Uh, that they bring to the table like you need high-end security high-end server um volume in order to accommodate the demand and the the whole queuing system has to be like yeah super polished um and Ticketmaster wasn't able to do that either (laughs) yeah and also just generally i think there there's a lot of uh gatekeeping in that industry where like it say Madison Square Garden was approached by Ticketmaster and was like, listen, we're going to sign a deal with you where you can only hmm. sell tickets to your events if it's through Ticketmaster. And, and now suddenly cut. somebody like Taylor Swift or Harry Styles or Justin Bieber or whatever, Metallica, wants to play at Madison Square Garden. Suddenly now they have to use Ticketmaster. You think that that's a thing? I 100% think that's a thing. Ah. Um, so there's... And that's just one example of how that would work, right? There's there's like ticket readers at the venues only work with Ticketmaster tickets, or yeah. there's like this, you know, like so. There's certain things like and 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 it now just the most convenient option for big artists that you know host sixty, eighty thousand people per show. You know, if you want to make the concert going experience the best. Use Ticketmaster and all their uh, vendors to facilitate the, you know, uh, crowd traffic, and maybe there's security that is like tied into it and stuff like that. Yeah. So, if you didn't have Ticketmaster doing all that, would you still have that those capabilities? Like, would you still have a company who can handle the demand, who has the the better security on their on their system? Yeah, it's so hard. I feel like to break into that if if a company like Ticketmaster has uh, a, you know, such tight and deep relationships with record labels and, you know. Yeah, um, and you would think this would make it cheaper for the consumer, right? Because they aren't yeah. cutting out everything and they're well, working yeah, with and the labels and stuff. I mean, geez, the fees alone on some of these things are just so crazy. Yeah, they're not, it's not cheaper. Like yeah. Before you could, you could, or if you work with, if you go to independent artist concerts who aren't that big, yeah, usually you can buy the ticket from the venue or whoever. Forty bucks, maybe pay like fifty bucks for the ticket. Yep. But uh, yeah, like when we bought the festival tickets, I think the ticket was two fifty, and the the with fees it came out to almost three forty or yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah, it's close to that. Yeah, so we, there's what? like eighty dollars worth of fees basically per ticket. Yeah. Yeah. For, for some software <laughs> <laughs> and it was shitty too it wasn't even good yeah it was and bad what, what was weird is it was it was run by live nation right but they didn't yep. even use Ticketmaster. no they didn't yeah they didn't they used front, front gate. gate tickets which is probably somebody owned by Ticketmaster. Yeah, yeah and that's the thing is like 
it may be a separate company, but it, it's all the same. It's all the same owner. So they're just making the illusion that, oh yeah, it's not Ticketmaster selling yeah. you guys these tickets, so that yeah. people feel happier that it's some other company. I remember when Live Nation was acquired by Ticketmaster. It it was after they Live Nation was like aggressive and grabbing and owning physical venues. Like they would go in and buy a venue. Um, so it would be like a Live Nation venue. Uh, and then Ticketmaster was like, we got bags of money. Let's buy y'all. I think this is how it is. I may be butchering it, but this is how I think it uh, it was. And they, in doing so, they not only did they capture Live Nation's like you know backbone of the business, which was selling tickets, but they also captured uh, physical venues. How did they also kind of legalize scalping? Right. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. They, I mean, because I think scalping is is like you buy a ticket and then you sell it for more. Yeah. Isn't that what scalping is? Yeah. It's buying tickets with the intention to sell them at profit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was harder to do. You pretty much had to go stand in front of a venue and hope that they didn't come over to you and beat you up or something. I guess. Right. Yeah. It was like back in the day. Yeah. yeah, back in the day. Like you would always go to a sports game and there'd be guys out there trying to sell you tickets. Yeah, they've like at some venues they've like outlawed that. So now, yeah, now I, it's, I, I think it's actually outlawed. It's, yeah, it is. So yeah. now you have guys asking for tickets. Uh, That's okay. how they get around. So there's still guys that stand out in front of the venue, but they'll be like, "Is anybody have any tickets?" Extra tickets. Is anybody? And so when you, that's the, that's the uh, thing. So when people come up they're they'll actually try to sell you tickets. Oh yeah. Because saying what saying, does anybody have any tickets isn't against the law. Right. (laughs) It's like a loophole. (laughs) I would never buy tickets from those guys. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's such a risk. It usually pans out though. I feel like I want to, I'm I'm being charitable and saying. (laughs) Because of the couple times you've done it, it's worked out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird now you can just, it's like a huge problem, I think, with with uh, concerts and whatnot or, or events that yeah. people buy the tickets up and they actually try to implement things around that. Like, oh, you have to put in your address or you have to, you know, your credit card can only buy one ticket or whatever it is. Yeah. So that makes it a lot harder. Like you have to have a lot of credit card numbers or something. You and I had a discussion a little while ago about blockchain technology and 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 the good implementation that we thought of was something yeah. that would re- replace Ticketmaster using yeah using crypto uh but we were too afraid that we would get sued yeah they were like we own that yeah <laughs> we bought that patent <laughs> yesterday yeah but Sorry. i i think you could probably develop it and then sell it to to, to the Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah make a killing uh, and then yeah. they're like how do we actually make money off of this <laughs> oh you don't you don't you just bought your competition that's yeah. the cost of doing business for you sir yeah as and a then monopoly you, then you make that's, another one yeah yeah <laughs> something that's slightly different that's that's the thing with those companies like uh twitter did that with vine right yeah i, mean, I guess was, it wasn't their competition it wasn't it was like a new angle at the uh, a, a similar market so they just tried it and then realized it wasn't working out and i, think, I think it was starting to die out a little bit mm-hmm. and um 
you know, it just kind of faded. It was too too expensive to manage. Yeah. And then they just cut their losses. But that is a thing. I mean, I, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but I know that's a thing for sure. Companies will buy other companies just to shut them down. Yeah, they typically... Or take the talent. Yeah, they'll take the talent, they'll take the captive audience, and then they'll move them to their platform, basically. Yeah, I was uh, talking to this guy just came back from spain and he was at the airport he used to work for my company i was talking to him and he was saying he's contract doing some contracting work with this company in europe that's been buying a bunch of other companies because they can't hire people they have really bad staffing issues so they're buying the companies just for the people the employees yeah yeah that's crazy right also pretty smart you know yeah it's pretty smart. Sure. They can, yeah. I mean, if, if the product somehow makes sense, they can kind of integrate it and then, and then get the talent. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems like a huge undertaking though. Cause anytime you merge even just two companies, it's, it's like a big deal. It's a big deal. Everything takes a while to work together. Even down to the, the single employee level, like people hate changing culture. Dude, it's so weird. It's so weird. And, you have to like now one company is accountable to another company basically and you have to like uh show them how you do things and yeah. you know and, and now who, who whose thing whose process do you take it's like a two year process too <laughs> to like fully inter- integrate into like a smooth running company between the two yeah um and then the company that is the larger company who acquired you know when they merge usually it's like one company really just acquired the other one yeah exactly and um, it, typically one brand has more equity yeah. than the other does. Like what was it? Uh Sprint. Did that actually happen or are they still Sprint? No, Sprint's gone, man. Who did they merge with? Was it T-Mobile? T-Mobile, yeah. Okay, yeah. When T-Mobile bought Sprint, it was like obviously it's yeah. not going to be Sprint yes. or T-Mobile Sprint. It's just going to be T-Mobile still. Yeah, it's it's interesting because sometimes that happens. That that was a perfect perfect example of just buying consumers yeah they just bought the customers, they bought their yeah. customers they didn't buy maybe they bought some of their infrastructure too sure, right yeah. but then the the, the brand dissolved any. and it was gone it wasn't like no we're keeping the sprint brand alive because we think it that's equitable a different example would be like spirit getting bought by JetBlue. i don't think JetBlue is like spirit's not going to be a brand anymore yeah, it's still Spirit. It would just be still Spirit, and now there it's just two budget airlines. One's a little nicer than the other. Although I I, I flew Spirit and they had Wi Fi on their on their plane, I was really shocked. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, huh, that's pretty crazy. I now but, I'm like, maybe I'd fly ra- rather fly Spirit than Frontier. The plane was pretty nice too. I think it was the one we took to Vegas. It was, yeah. And it, the seat even felt like it had more room. I was like. This ain't spirit. Oh, shit. Spirit. This is a jet blue flight. They just, <laughs> yeah. they just turned it yellow. They wrapped it in a yellow <laughs> film on the outside and was like, guys, yeah. this is spirit now. We're cool and fun. All right. Just exactly. like jet blue is. Yeah. You know who I feel like an industry that it's not usually like one company that takes over is the defense industry, the de- defense yeah. contractor. So like Northrop Grumman. So those were two companies, Northrop and, and Grumman, they, whatever they were called, yeah. and they merged. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harris Corporation merged with um, yeah whoever they called it L three Lockheed and Martin Lockheed Martin yeah I don't actually I don't know, know if that was, that was one of, I, I, think <laughs> I, I think I think actually it was I think Lockheed Martin was two separate companies at some point. It sounds like a law firm. 
It's usually just the partner's last names all yeah. combined. So true. Shuckman Anderson Barry. Yeah, that's turns weird. at law. <laughs> all those companies probably started as it was like the guy's name who started the company. No, it's the it's the uh, paralegals or the uh, the 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 law the the lawyers so underneath they, the principals going. You want to start our yeah. own law firm and take our clients? We're gonna call it just our last names put together. Yeah, like Goldstein, Buckley, Shuckman, Rice, and Pertz. Yeah, that's weird that you know that. Very offhand. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's those damn commercials. It's so <laughs> fucking catchy. Um, you know what's funny or interesting to me that I like uh, had a moment of like pause and thought about was uh, I got a recall notice in the mail for my Tesla. Damn. Yeah, you get you get those right. Yeah, my sometimes Sonata Jeep. Sonatas, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've gotten them before on my Jeep. My Janie gets them a lot because her car is a little older. So like yeah. every you know, six months or so, there's like a recall notice, but, and it's typically, it goes like this, right? It's like, Hey, we're required by law to notify you. There's a safety recall. Here's what's wrong. Here's what we're going to do about it. And yeah. it's typically like, Oh, it's a bolt on the steering column or so uh, a shaft the... in the ax, uh, in the, in the suspension that yeah. makes it unsafe to drive or, you know, the FAA or not FAA, but the transportation my authority son, my sonata had one where it's like if you hit the right turning signal the left one might turn on it just might do yeah. that yeah. It's like what <laughs> <laughs> so we will uh call you for an appointment or whatever we'll set you or you can call a dealership and set up an appointment and yeah. you, you drop it off they replace it for free um and then you'd be on your merry way so i got one for from tesla and it was like something with the window uh because it's like a, a frameless door. So the the glass just comes up like convertibles typically have, you know? Okay. It's it's common in a coupe where it, yeah, okay. you open the door, there's mean. no top frame to the window. It's just the top of the glass. Anyway, it was something with like the speed of it closing or whatever. And so they were like, yeah, we have to fix it. Um, and we're going to. And they were like, so what you need to do? And it was like nothing. The software update will be coming. And I was like, what? Huh, that's so weird. Like I'm so used to like having to bring it in, they replace the part and then it's over with. But now with these like new software driven like car companies, it's like no, nope, don't worry. It's it's a recall, yeah, and it's a safety thing. But we're gonna put it in the patch in yeah. the next operating system upgrade. We're gonna fix the issue. Yeah, and uh, so I thought that was weird. It was like the first time I'd ever seen something like that. It's weird that they even give you a notice this. and not just update the car anyway. I know. I think they're required by law though, because uh, it's a there's a governing governing agency of transportation so you know. safety uh, requires them to notify the. That's like so that that's a. Uh, I mean, it's lucky that that's that issue is controlled by software it really could have just been something mechanical in the door yeah that's right like the the car still has mechanical there still will be things that they need to physically replace yeah um but for instance but my my hyundai sonata doesn't have an engine immobilizer in it which is like when your key uh, gets near the engine yeah or the whatever the ignition it tells it like hey this is it this is the key not the just key. like fitting into the key slot yeah and then it won't let it start without it without it it being the key the yeah. right key which is one of the reasons why it's so e- they're so easy to steal right exactly yeah. yeah uh and so uh you would think that you could 
just patch that via software, <laughs> right? Because the engine has to be somewhat controlled by the the computer in the yeah, car. Yeah, you would think to that some degree that is a thing that the computer could do. Yeah, yeah. It's a 2016, which is not that old. No, it's not. It's it's like it's like the year. Like I think everything after that is when like so, like software became a big, big, massive part of like the automotive industry. Yeah, totally. When I was looking for because I, I bought it as a new car when I bought it, so I bought it in 2016, I guess. Mm -hmm. And when I was looking at cars, I was realizing how many of them were did have a lot of computerized tech in them yeah. it was like some of them i think it was the honda civic was one of the first cheaper cars that had the entire dash instead of it being the dials that showed how fast you're going it was all electronic mm. like the gas meter and all that kind of stuff now pretty much any luxury car has that yeah there's no longer anything mechanical in there it's all software yeah i rented a bmw recently and one of their their hybrid ones mm -hmm. and Every everything it even had where I could see on the windshield my speed, yeah, and the map where yeah. I was supposed to be going. It was like uh, augmented projection. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, I was like, you guys can't really can't patch this via software. Yeah, I have to go in and they have to I have to pay them seven hundred dollars to install it. And either even even so, like it would still require you to drive it into the dealership because they would have to plug it plug it into your computer. Yeah, with like Tesla, it's like, yeah, we just do it anywhere. Yeah, you know, uh, Hyundai could utilize that they because they have that. they have Blue Link. That's one of the. Th oh, really? Yeah. So Blue, I don't know if Blue Link is owned by Hyundai, but it's like a exclusive partner mm -hmm. where all the cars have Blue Link. You can sign up for. I think it's like ten dollars a month. Yeah. If when my car was stolen, if I had Blue Link, they could see where the car is. Mm -hmm. Like. I could have been like, hey, police, go get my yeah. car, please. Right. Or just gone after it myself and huh. uh, take yeah. it. I think, I think that's like a separate thing though, right? Like it doesn't actually touch the car's computer or anything like that. No, probably. Yeah. But well, they could utilize it for vehicles now. Like mm -hmm. they, they, it, that infrastructure exists. The technology to the car, you know, transmitting data to the car exists. Yeah. So they could now use that to transmit updates. Well, I know it's a safety thing, right, too, because of security concerns. Like if somebody hacked into Blue Link, yeah. then now suddenly they, if Blue Link was truly integrated to talk to the car's computer, they could do some really squirrely things. I think that's totally. one of the main reasons why they've avoided doing that. Because they don't want to deal with the The repercussions, security. yeah. Like I know for a while, I don't know if it's still the case, but Tesla was one of the, was the only car company that could do software updates over, over air. Um, and that was one of the things that made them so... Um, versatile because they could push they could you normally you'd have to drive every single car into a dealership basically if you wanted to upgrade their software but yeah. tesla they could just hit a button and it basically gets sent out to every to every car yeah that makes sense uh y yeah uh, it, it's definitely especially for a car i mean hyundai is a cheap brand like Kia is a cheap mm -hmm. brand and they have some like their cars are, are good. They're reliable, but they're very basic in that yeah. they can e be easily stolen because yeah. they're basic and they don't have the latest tech in them where you would find like I can't rent heat uh, warmers in my car, mm. but a D BMW you can, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Another 
another new update in the pay to play world of automotive yeah. industry I is saw, Mercedes. I saw that. Okay. Yeah. I thought yeah. yeah, Mercedes has uh in the new in Mercedes they've basically governed the motors to where uh you can now pay a price to unlock it. I think it's an annual subscription. Yeah. It's not like a one time fee, so you have to pay it annually. Right. Um But Tesla did this first. Tesla was doing this before them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Where but they it's not a subscription, you just pay a fee. You just pay a fee, but you can you can for their self self driving full, like quote unquote full self driving, you can pay an annual subscription for Instead that. Of or the you can pay the total price. Or... Yeah. And that was the thing. It 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 I think Mercedes approach to it is different. I, I think because Tesla, the way they were doing it was they when you go to buy the car they had options like trims, like different trims where it was like long range performance or, you know, and you could choose which model you or trim you wanted. Right. And then if you got the non performance and you wanted it, you could unlock it in your car. Yeah. So it wasn't like they're selling you the car and then, and then they're like, Hey, also like you could pay to like make it faster. So the cars um, are just made the same exact way. It's just the software that decides what features you yeah, have. Yeah, it's almost like you get the same car as everybody else does, but the different trim, quote-unquote trim model. I think it's like a legacy term at this point, but the trim model could be basically changed on the fly at any moment. And the, yeah. so, But that is what Besides Mercedes the dual motor, doing, right? there's a difference between that. You can get a single motor and a dual motor. Yeah, and the would that be the same as the all wheel? Yeah, versus... it's like front wheel versus a real rear wheel drive versus all wheel drive. Yeah, I've seen some of these car, some of these electric cars that have front wheel drive. Yeah, I'm like, why, why front wheel? Who who wants that over a rear wheel? Yeah, it's better because it um, it's like I thought you... rear was better. No, no, it, front I... is better. Well, I think it's the application that you're wanting to use it for. Like, for instance, in snow, front wheel is better. Um, think about um, it's like it's like basically uh, the back wheels. <laughs> on, uh, well, um, it's like a reverse snowmobile almost, where the traction and a lot of the power is coming from the front end of it. And then you're basically your back tires are along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that what you want? I mean, it's what you have in a snowmobile. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't you want that the same thing? Rear, rear, I don't rear? think it works the same. I think yeah. rear wheel is really bad for um, control in okay. snowy and icy conditions. So maybe it makes sense then. Yeah. Although I think if you lived in, in snowy conditions, you would just want an all-wheel drive car. Yeah, you'd probably want that. So, or four wheel drive. Apparently, there's a difference. There is, yeah. All I think is where it can just initiate it or not or whatever. Yeah, it all moves the same drivetrain, I think. And then there's like a differentiator. In the I don't know. Wheel drive. We're well, talking. We're talking <laughs> truck stuff. Well, right I know. I, I know. With all wheel drive cars, you don't. You're, you're not. You don't have to be an all wheel drive. No. It's like. Uh, when the car is slipping or something mm -hmm. on one wheel, then it can adjust yeah. how the others are turning. Yeah. Right. With yeah. with four wheel drive, I think it's like they're all 
moving at the same time at this with the same speed whatever yeah which is why you can't with four-wheel drive you can't drive above a certain speed mm. uh you have to be also be careful when you like you shouldn't really use it much on roads and stuff like that yeah that's more, right. more meant for like off-roading where you need the power to push yeah. your car yeah you need need to that's why a lot of trucks jeeps and stuff have it versus mm-hmm. the all-wheel drive which any any car any can car. have yeah yeah it's kind of like a requirement when you live in snowy places i think yeah i actually was looking at um going to quebec city mm-hmm. area in january which is probably one of their coldest maybe there's snow, one of their snowiest months too mm-hmm. and i know that's one of the places that actually requires I think it's requires that you have snow tires actually mm. not just no. carrying chains, you know, whatever. Like here, if you go on certain roads, you have to carry chains. Mm-hmm. I think if you're not a four wheel drive, yeah, if you're not four wheel drive uh, or all wheel. And then there's other things. I think it's like if you, they'll put on alerts where it's like, you can't drive on some, like any road that really? they say you can't drive on unless you have that stuff too. Makes sense. They'll put on alerts for it. But anyway, in Quebec, you need stuff. You need the snow tires or whatever. So when I was looking for cars, I was like, oh, I need I need to get find a car that has like all-wheel drive, that has, mm. you know, whatever. And when I would, with rental cars, that's usually hard to do. Like there, there, there's usually not a section. You can't filter by cars with all-wheel drive or anything like that. You have to just hope that you rented an SUV. And a lot of SUVs have it, or whatever. Mm. Or higher higher end cars a lot of times have have all wheel drive in all their cars. Right. Yeah. And so when I was googling around, uh, people from Quebec were saying that they actually uh, it doesn't really matter that much, and that snow tires are what significantly better, better yeah. than anything else in a car. Yeah, I remember uh, going to a couple dealerships and then telling me that it wasn't really that big of a deal. If you got a four a front wheel drive, they're like, eh, maybe on the acceleration, you know, in a straightaway, it would it, you would perform better with an all wheel drive. So but like they the said, spinning, right? Yeah, yeah, they but they said ultimately like turning and things like that. It's it's very very similar. I mean, it, maybe maybe the difference between the two isn't enough to be make it a big deal. Yeah, I know when I take my Sonata and the roads are icy and snowy before they've plowed anything, mm-hmm. it's much harder. It's actually much harder to drive than my Jeep. Yeah. Um, but my Jeep still slides. Our friend Joe has snow tires on his Subaru SRT or STZ, whatever the fuck it's called. STI. I think it's STI. Yeah, STI. Um, and those things grip. Yeah, those things grip. Like he was, we were driving back from Keystone last weekend through Loveland Pass, and it was like snowy roads, you know, typical like conditions up there for wintertime. And he was taking turns real, real, a uh, lot faster than I would have. Uh, mm. And it was gripping the road real nice. Yeah, maybe. Real. Maybe. Nice. Or you're just getting they lucky. They were gripping <laughs> real nice. Or he just didn't, didn't hit the right patch of ice yet. No, dude. It was good. Yeah, maybe. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I know we got there in one piece, and we at any point, uh, I don't remember any slippage or, you yeah. know. 
I know when I was looking, I just went to the tire place because I had a bolt in my tire, so I had to yeah. take it there. And there was a, a sign there showing the, di- the difference in distance with stopping because that's one of the big things too with snow yeah. tires is stopping between snow tire, all-terrain tire, and all-season tire. And sure. all-season tire was the worst. Well, well I guess a like whatever they would have in Florida would be the worst. But yeah. uh, all season was like 135 feet, I think it is, for you to stop from whatever wow. speed you're, th- this was, yeah, maybe yeah, 60 yeah. miles per hour or something. Okay. And then I want to say that all terrain was like 85 and then snow tires was like 65. Yeah. But like that's the difference between all season and snow. Yeah. I mean, between snow and all terrain, there's – I mean, 20 feet still pretty long. It's a good amount. You know, yeah. it's like between hitting a car and From not. snow to all season, that's that's like <laughs> yeah. twice as better. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. So I probably wouldn't get snow tires like on my Jeep, but yeah. if I was driving my Sonata around a lot, I'd mm-hmm. probably consider putting snow tires on it. Yeah, it's probably a good move. Uh, it's, it's uh, I don't know. I just, I noticed the difference and I was in the passenger uh, seat. Hmm. And um, this is the yeah. reason people do it. It's just, yeah, then you got to put them on, though. Yeah, you got to like, have somewhere to store them, them. Yeah. So that that's the thing. If you live in an apartment, like, where the hell are you storing an extra exactly. set of... Is it... Is it uh, do they just take the tires off, replace the tires on the wheels, or is it an actual mm-hmm. whole set of wheels, too? No, no. Just, just the, tires. the tires, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, have, they have a thing that, that does it pretty quickly. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they fill it up, and you're on your way. Yeah, I took my... So I had a the bolt in my tire in my Jeep. Yeah. I swapped it with the spare, which on a Wrangler, if you have the spare is not like a normal spare that you would have in a car. It's an actual it's normal a, it's one. A, it's like a, a replica of whatever yeah. you have already. So when there. you whenever you get your tires rotated, they should rotate that one too. Uh, so you never Yeah, you don't you don't actually have a spare that's never used. They're all being used. Mm-hmm. And uh so I brought it there and I wanted them to patch it, which they couldn't end up doing because the hole was a little bit too big. The size of the bolt was, was, oh, was yeah. kind of like a fat bolt. Yeah, it's a fatty. Yeah, fatty. And so the guy came back in. He's like, oh, yeah, we can't patch it. The thing, the patching thing, it goes straight through it. And it just, it's, it's like too big. You should big. have been like, well, the guy I took it to the other place said he could do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think you're lying to me. No. So, yeah, I mean, it could be lying. I don't I have no idea. But... Uh, yeah, I, so then I said, okay, I'll figure out what to do. I don't want to decide right now. Uh, I might get new tires, just get that new tire. I don't know. And so he's like, oh, okay, do you want us to just give you the tire back? Yeah. So they put, I wanted to put it back in the Jeep. So, cause I had, I had taken the, the wheel with the tire on it and put it in the back of my car instead of putting it back onto the rack because mm-hmm. of what I was afraid of is I don't know how tires work. If it got flat enough, it could somehow fall off of the wheel okay. and, and be a road hazard. Yeah. I was like, I'm not taking any chance of murdering someone. So I just put it in the back of the car. So I was expecting them to just put it back in the car. No, they kept it. They like, it's still separated off the wheel. Oh, really? So now I have like a wheel in my car and then a tire in the back. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, they didn't Why put didn't it back on. Why didn't they do that? I don't know. Because they're, cause they're probably like, well, he's not going to, why would he put it back on the Oh, video, true, right? yeah. He's, he's not going to use it. Well, you should have But like, what they don't know is I have it. a lot of duct tape. Bro. <laughs> they should have at least taken it off your hands and recycled it. For yeah, them. they probably would have. They yeah. probably would have. Well, that's okay. Because when you go to buy another spare or quote unquote. 
yeah, extra take tire, uh, then you'd have them probably take that away from you. Yeah, the thing is, it seems like such a waste too because the you could probably at least get another full year out of that tire normally if it didn't have the hole in it. Yeah. And those tires, they're they have Kevlar in them. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're very strong, and it seems like such a waste now that that tire just can't be used. I know. What yeah. do they even? What do they even do with it? Do they melt it somehow? No, they. I think there's a few things they can do. A lot of it land, ends up in the landfill, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. that sucks. It's like massive piles of of tires. I've seen like pictures of it, but some of it gets used in like playground mulch. Oh yeah, true. They cut that up. Yeah. Um, but I don't think enough, enough playgrounds are being built to, yeah. Or, <laughs> or, uh, I, I think I remember, uh, when we were younger, we had that at our house, didn't we? Yeah. It was kind of like the mulch around the, yep. around something, the bushes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good spongy material as a, for a playground. Yeah. Uh, instead of like mulch. Uh, Until you eat it. Yeah. It's also more sustainable, I think, you know, because it's, you are using a recycled material. It heats up pretty good though. Does it? Eats up pretty good. Yeah. Um, compared to like a wood chip, because huh. wood mulch is uh, not a good, you know, conductor. Yeah. Um, wood in general. So uh, there's a heat, and it's all black too, typically. Yeah. Which black will absorb more UV, heat up a lot quicker. Right. Um, but it is spongier. Like it is good to have if like you, fall on you got little ones. Yeah. You fall off, and yeah. you know, I'd rather hit. Uh, a ground made of that stuff than like mulch, cement. even though it's like, or yeah, cement. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Most other things than cement uh, and needles. Oh, they don't build parks out of cement. Like needles. You ever needles. Seen the saw two? You ever seen saw two? Probably. Where they uh, there's like a pit of used needles. Yeah. That they have they to like. The key ju- out of yeah, there's something? a key in yeah. there. It's like digging a Ugh. key out of a needle haystack. Yeah. Like they did like a. I watched it behind the behind the scenes footage of like how they did that. And they said that like, they started out with like, like, I don't know, a hundred thousand needles or something like that. And they realized it wasn't enough. They had like fill up a, the bottom with like other stuff. Yeah. Uh, and not just needles. To make real it, needles to make it feel, no, they took the ne- needles out. That w- they said that was like the hardest part was de-needling everything because, um, uh, it uh i guess it's a pro- it's a process so they had like all hands on deck just de-needling and, and tossing into so the, how they it. put the needles back in the movie i think they took some camera shots of it with some that have needles oh. and then yeah i think it's a process wow yeah. watch it watch it on youtube you'll find out yeah that's our other sponsor yeah saw two in theaters <laughs> only in imax i saw they're making another one right well, they made one with like Chris Rock, and it yeah. was garbage. But I think they're making another one with the, oh god, with the one dude. I mean, stop! Just pick another horror franchise to bleed out. Yeah, they still make money, so why not? Yeah, they do. On from their perspective, I guess. Well, we should probably wrap up because the game's about to start. Um, hell yeah! Hell yeah! Go Knowles! Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, happy Thanksgiving! Uh, we'll be back, of course, every two weeks. We're hanging out here. We're drinking cocktails. We're having good discussions. Um, shoot us a text, email, luckybroadcasting.com. If you want to engage with us on social media, show us how you made uh, this week's drink. 
It's delicious. We post the uh, the recipe and a photo of the cocktail every uh, every two weeks on our Instagram. So if you want to drink along with us, uh, follow us there for updates and new recipes bi-weekly. Is it bi-weekly? Two, every two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Bi-monthly. Of course, if you want to keep up with Miles and Sarah, they're adventuring eyes on Instagram. VenturingEyes.com. Uh, catch the scripted drama from Lucky Broadcasting uh, Original Series Original Kin. Now streaming on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, we'll be back in two weeks. And then, but until then, adios. Goodbye, amigos. Amigos.